What's going on, guys? It's Ian McAdam, one half of Adventures of Poncho and Sancho, because obviously it's a race report. Sancho's not going to be here, so I will handle the duties. Before I get into things, I have two things I got to do. And the first and foremost, if you guys were there, if you guys were present, I want to thank absolutely every single one of the 170 parents. I, I could name them all off, but every single one of them has done something super cool because guess what? You've raised awesome kids. So for you guys to get together and spoil me, I absolutely, I, I don't, I didn't know I deserved it, but I'm incredibly thankful for, for what you guys did. So thank every single one of you for everything. The signed picture is awesome. It's, it's a treat and it's something that I can never really describe to people because I'm of the age that some folks are like, Oh, are you going to have kids or you're not going to have kids? Like people are, you know, poking me for it. And a lot of them are people that are super close to me. And I kind of go, guys, I have the utmost seriously cool opportunity that very few people actually get to have or want to have for that matter. I'm a solid influence on like 30 kids. And it is the most amazing thing ever. And for the parents to recognize that, thank you guys so much because you've raised awesome children. And for that, I get to have a fun time at least, what, 10 times this year? Nine times this year because I wasn't able to be at Prairie City. So anyway, big shout out to everybody. You know who you are. I mean, I can name off some of them, but I won't because absolutely every single family of every single 170 racer has been in some way, shape, or form epic. And when it comes down to it, you've all raised amazing children. So before that said, before I get on to the race report for round seven, I also have to thank my sponsors. All right, now that we got all that taken care of, I can get to the fun part. So round seven, nine rounds this year, eight rounds for the guys on quads because we couldn't have you guys at Prairie City. Don't ask me why. I think that track would be way too much fun on a quad, but that's just me because I like horsepower and I like to go fast. So, and also I ran out of talent. That's why I'm an announcer now. Uh, one quick th big thank you to all the series sponsors, Chico Off-Road Rentals. You're the reason why we have a payout for our Sportsman Turbo class. A uh, humongous thank you to you guys. TCS Suspension, Rugged Radios, Bud Skycam, Davis Motorsports, Eagle Grit, Accelerated Flooring, Vans Auto Body, Myers Construction Services, and anybody and everybody that has come in and done something to help it out. If there's one thing I've noticed since we started doing this, it has become its own family. And it's freaking wild. And I honestly feel like I'm part of the family. I wasn't just kidding, talking. You know, I didn't just pull that out of the air at our banquet last year in my whole speech before I gave awards out. I feel like I'm part of the family and it is one gigantic family. So huge thank you to those that have come in and sponsored us. We got a gang of money at the end of the year for your champions for the 170s, possibly some other stuff in the works as well. Uh, I would say who those are brought to you by, but they want me to keep their identities a secret. Uh, once again, your one, your youth 1000, I almost said 170, your youth 1000 champ is going to end up getting a custom painted helmet from Vans Auto Body. Uh, 
I, I almost completely forgot the list to be completely honest with you guys. But as I frantically look it up and try and fill things, aha, here we go. Have some other stuff coming. I have some very random things that will appear at the banquet. So if you aren't, if you weren't planning on being at the banquet this year, it's going to be November 18th at the 530 event center in Marysville. Definitely be there because you may or may not have been picked or not picked. You may, excuse me. Let me try this again. You may or may not have won something in the form of an award of a trophy, some money, but I, I have my, I, I have my eyes out for some folks cause it was people's choice announcer last year. I'll drop a little hint. There's going to be an announcer's choice. It's my turn. So anyway, evasion graphics going to do a 170 wrap. So uh, now I actually found the whole list. Evasion graphics is going to give an opportunity for the top three in each 170 class. Your name's going to go in a hat. We're going to pull it randomly. You might've finished second. You might've finished third. You might've been a champion, but evasion graphics is going to give away a wrap. We got championship tumblers coming to everybody again as of last year. I have a little surprise in store for the 170 kids. Uh, one or two of the parents know about it, but uh, yeah, it's definitely, we got $5,000 to give away to the pro 1000 guys and so, so much more. So November 18th, like I said, we've already collecting some stuff from or for the raffle. The raffle last year was unbelievable. Ashley Renew, I was kicking down some stuff two big baskets. She told me what she's going to do. We'll surprise you guys because she's crafty. We'll just put it that way. Freedom print a $500 gift certificate to them. Guys, if you want stuff printed, screen printing, embroidered, whatever it may be, Chad from freedom print, he supports local motorsports. His daughter races motocross and the dude gets it. When I was doing outlaw cart racing, he brought me a big bag of shirts to throw in the crowd. He's actually going to be sponsoring us for the UTV and Tough Truck portion of Truck Mania with giveaway shirts. The guy wants to get his name out. The guy wants to support motorsports. $500 from Freedom Print coming. Another entry fee for the 2024 series. And how about this? For those of you with pit bikes, Grass Ranch Pit Bike MX down in Escalon. I know a lot of you guys are from the Valley. He's given away two entries to any event in 2024. That's just some of the things that are brewing currently for the raffle. If you guys want to get in on that, our raffle prizes last year were amazing. This year, they are definitely working their way up there. So as I was saying, because we're I'm doing this podcast specifically for the race report, let's get into it. So we flipped the order around a little bit, wanted to give the quad guys a little bit of a more even keel track surface. So we decided to run them first. Quad Intermediate Expert. Quad Intermediate Expert this year has been a very even keeled set of talent. I guess that's the easiest way I can describe it. Where it's an even keeled pack and the races are really won in the starts and the turns. When I raced motocross, that was what I was always taught by anybody and everybody who was faster than me. Races are won in the starts and in the turns. Sometimes you can recover, but if you can get, if you can get the start, get the position, you can usually get it pretty equally stacked stuff that day. Oh, as I'm just completely having a brain fart moment. I apologize guys. Shane Doyle return. I always say some parts unknown cause he never puts down on signups where he's from. Uh, the dude 
was like shot out of a cannon most of the day on his starts. But the old number one, your points leader, the Orville cycle ride of Garrett Gramps, I got to hand it to him. He's consistent. If he makes a mistake, he fixes it real fast and he gets up there. But the one guy, the story of this class all year long, and I've enjoyed the heck out of it. He had an incredibly rough go. If you guys were at the first two rounds, which were a doubleheader weekend, uh, I'm now calling him the dark Knight Cause he likes to dress in black gear. So I got to give him a nickname for some reason. It just adds to a little bit of suspense. The dark Knight, Nathan Harvey on the Omaha after his, the first round, he's been fighting setup issues. He's been fighting mechanical stuff and he's getting his speed back. And I watched it happen next year. I'm going to have live timing in the tower with me. I promise. So I can rattle off some actual statistics for those of you math nerds, but Harvey still has it for gramps. Don't get it twisted. But at the end of the day, Chris Burbaker probably rode the best I've seen him ride all season. The dude's hanging it out with, with the kids basically and showing he is no slouch. Brubaker ran real well all day long, but your podium at the end of the day in the main event looked like this. Gramps takes the top spot. Harvey's second Brubaker in third. Awesome to see such a stacked field, a quad intermediate expert. Let's get some more next year, guys. I know you guys all know each other. So back to quad beginner novice. This has been also another whole story that I can relate from my motocross years. Championships are won by consistency. Being in the top five, getting something for your championship has been won by consistency. I was always, I was always there. Only had a couple of wins under my belt when I raced motocross, so I can relate to this, especially when I'm talking about Spencer Page, but I'll get to him in just a minute. So this became, I'm going to call it the arm wrestling match of the day between Rally Brubaker and Spencer Page. Spencer decided to take a nap under his quad last race and uh, got a little hurt in the process, but I think he slept real well. I'm not exactly sure, but Spencer, the dude's been on fire. The whole sponsor Spencer movement, I keep watching his sponsor list grow exponentially every time. And people are wanting to come help this kid. He's an awesome kid, comes from a great family, as basically everybody that I've met thus far. Awesome kid, comes from a great family, and he's out there putting in the work. Had a rough go at a recent race up in Red Bluff, uh, basically riding arena cross on a quad, not an easy feat, and then... He's just in a state of recovery, but he's showing up. That's the key. If you want to take home a championship, all you got to do is show up and work your butt off. Sounds easy. It's really not. Rally Brubaker got the points lead away from Spencer last race due to Spencer's little nap time under the quad. But we'll wait and see what this points differential is going to be going into your round eight and round nine of the season. Obviously, like I said, like I alluded to a little earlier, Rally got the win. Spencer took home second, but don't count on Spencer being in second much longer. That's for sure. 170 stock, 170 limited. And, oh, yep. Well, girlfriend texts me as usual when I'm filming a podcast. Uh, 170 stock, 170 limited. I know for a fact this whole class, we run them both the same unless we get a absorbent turnout for the stock class. And also they're just kind of fun to watch a bunch of little Mario Kart rides is bouncing around. So the stock class, Reed Gonzalez uh, joined us once again. Uh, he's made a couple of appearances this year. The kids 
got rockets for wheels. I mean, he knows how to drive the car. Reed Gonzalez was almost untouchable. Brand new car, brand new rookie. He's got the cage off Maddox Leal's old 170 on his car. Brand new car, brand new rookie. And he just, he's absolutely been darn near untouchable this entire season. But when Cooper Zaslov shows back up, Cooper, like I said, rockets for wheels. Or did I say that? I was talking all these kids. I love it. Anyway, most ADD moment you've probably heard out of me in quite some time. Cooper got the starts, ran away with it. He could almost run with some of the limited cars, but Reed was right there. And I got to get my hat. I got to tip my hat to Madeline Leal, Madeline Leal, young lady's first season in a car. And she's just, she's awesome. I get her on the podium. She's so awesome it's i had to help her find the sponsor list in her phone so she could read them off it's it's so rad look for some cool stuff happening with her because i know i know her her dad marcio puts every ounce of energy he possibly can into his kids another big shout out to one of the awesome parents i could shout you all off or shout you all out but it would take probably a solid i don't know three hours or so so i'm just gonna say big shout out to all of you but Back to Madeline, Marcio puts all of his time, all of his energy into making sure Maddox and Madeline have the greatest time and have the greatest car setups. I will get to Maddox here in just a couple minutes. So Reed ended up taking home second. Cooper took home the win and Madeline took home third and 170 stock, 170 limited. One of the most competitive classes because you could take this group of names and throw it against a wall on a weekly basis and see who sticks. And I love it because Lucas Vincent, let's talk about Sharky. Let's talk about my little buddy Sharky. Sharky started off the year in open, struggled a little bit, then went back to the drawing board, rebuilt the entire car, which this theoretically could be his last season in a 170. I heard a rumor they're shopping around for a bigger car for him. We'll have to wait and see, but put together a limited car. He was rather consistent, and now all of a sudden, you know they say sharks lurk in the water and they stalk their prey. Well, he's been stalking his prey long enough. He bit, and he was gone. Clean sweep, both heats, main event, absolutely killed it. Sharky took home the win. Tate Zweitzer was almost unstoppable this whole entire season. Had a rough go at Prairie City, I was told. Wasn't there to see it, unfortunately, but Tate had his hands full with Riley Smallwood. Riley Smallwood, the biggest sweetheart on the face of the planet with her helmet off, but this girl puts her helmet on. Multi-generational, I can't remember if it was third or fourth generation race car driver in this family, and she just, she puts her helmet on the girl's fears. The car's set up, the stars align, she's up front, and it is so rad. Sharky took home the win. Tate fought his way and earned second place. Very proud of you, Tate, if you are listening. And Riley takes home third. If you want to watch close racing in the going into our final two rounds, that's going to be your class to watch because these kids are furious. Or not furious, fierce. There we go. It's been a long day at my day job. I wish I could do this full time. <laughs> so we actually had a 570, 800, 900 class and then Youth 1000. 570s are kind of rare in Northern California. There's only about three of them that I'm aware of, which is rather unfortunate. I want to see more. 
this is a great transitional platform to go from either a JR2 or a 170 into a full-size car because it gives you a leg up. You end up getting in a full-size car with, that's just a little bit underpowered so you can learn how to maneuver it as opposed to a 170. Big difference in platforms. And it's so cool when I see Brody Burhorse show up. I don't know why this kid, big-time sponsor from Heatwave Visual, I'm not sponsored by Heatwave, but I absolutely love their product. He's got the big old Heatwave logo on the roof. He's got the... He's got the purple heart on his doors. Big thank you to vets. The kid did the kid absolutely killed it in the mid 400 this last year. Not much else I could say about him. There's a little, little gift gift package. I'll be receiving in the mail from him that I'm going to be distributing to the 170 kids here soon. So keep your eyes out for that. He always has the time of his life. Thank you guys for showing up. That's for sure. Because if you have fun, that's what matters. But now we get into the Youth 1000 class. Bobby Wahlberg, Jordan Skaggs, Megan Starr. You're evil, not evil, you're top three. This has been an interesting story. And then usually when Taryn McCullough shows up, it makes it even crazier because, like I've said before, at 13 years old, having three girls chase you, I mean, I definitely wish I was in his shoes when I was 13. But, you know, I haven't really matured much past that. So Bobby nailed the starts all day long. Definitely stoked for him. Jordan and Megan. Now I've been, I've called Megan the tactician. I, I think I've, I think I landed on a solid nickname for her, the tactician, because you can watch her driving style. She's in a very, very well-built car and she's adapting, still adapting from the JR2, which was the little, like I said before, in a prior race report, your Basically hopped up Briggs and Stratton stuck stuffed in a little essence. It's a go-kart with full suspension in a cage, more or less going from that straight to a hot rod RS one, not just a stock RS one, a hot rod RS one things ridiculous, but she's learning. She's paying attention. She's, she's taking chances. She doesn't run one line. She'll try different things. It's, and then on top of all of that and being very tactical and decisive in how she drives, she's got some tactical sponsors like Etsy breaching phase five weapon systems. I'm like, does that car have like machine guns on it? What's going on? So it became quite a fight between her and Jordan and she got the best of Jordan, which sometimes is hard to do. That is for sure. Very proud of Megan and how she's driving leaps and bounds improvement over when she got in the car at the beginning of the year. Bobby Wahlberg took the win away. The girls figured it out. Megan got second. Jordan got third. And now I was alluding to something having to do with Maddox Leo a little earlier. He didn't end up on top of the box, but 170 open in the three years we've been doing this. Every time we've seen the 117 Y of Alex Renuio, he's been untouchable. The kid can drive. I don't know what else I can say that I haven't said prior. There's been one little glimpse of somebody who can catch him. And his name is Maddox Leal. Maddox shows the driving skill. He's struggled with mechanical stuff. He struggled here and there. But today, not today, but Saturday, he was driving like his rear end was on fire. And he was running with Alex. Somebody finally challenging Alex. Maddox, I hope you hear this, buddy. Dude, I'm so freaking proud of you. 
you drove your heart out and that is not easy to catch up with that guy, but I knew you could do it. Big shout out to Marcia. So I call this thing, the baby RS one, or I'll call it the RS one seventy. It looks like a little miniature RS one wicked, cool car, wicked fast car for what it is. And between Marcia spending an ungodly amount of time trying to fine tune this thing, fix it when it breaks, just basically make it the most awesome it can be. And Maddox putting in the work, it's showing. Going in the last two rounds, if I were to put a line in Vegas on who's going to end up coming out with their first 170 open win, I'm going to have to give it to Maddox. But we'll wait and see because I'm not really a good gambler. But I I hope you can pull it off, buddy. That's all I can say. At the end of the day, the main got absolutely crazy. But when I talked about consistency, big thing I want to get through, especially the next generation, because trust me, guys, for those of you under the age of 17 or 18 that are listening to me right now, if you're getting into racing, you have a bad day, you feel defeated, don't feel defeated. You showed up, you did your best. If the car broke, the bike broke, whatever it has broke. If you had a rough day, you still showed up, you still tried. That's what matters. Well, one little dude shows up every time and he has the most fun. Every time I see him, he's always smiling, always happy. And he was right there and ended up on the podium. And that's the Ghostbusters mobile, the number 99 of Mason Watkins. Watkins was right there as there was chaos ensuing everywhere. Drove his way straight up into second. Keep your eyes on this kid. Fresh motor as of last race, I believe, because he was he had a substitute driver last race. When I say last race, I'm talking about E Street. I'm not talking about Prairie City because I was unable to be there. But fresh motor, it shows the car's fast, and he's still he's there every time. And then the return of Indigo Bartley. This little girl is, if you if you guys saw the podium, the awards, is just flat out adorable. And she's a solid driver, solid driver, competitive car. Glad to see her come back because you're throwing in one more hot rod 170 into the 170 open class. It just makes it all more entertaining for me and everybody else. So Indigo Bartley rounds out your podium. Alex obviously took the win. Mason second, Indigo third. But like I said, keep your eyes on the 620 of Maddox Leal. Last year in a 170, he's got an RS1 they're putting together. Uh, he's he's going places. We're going to put it that way. Now on to 1000 Pro. And this, this was made entertaining in many, many ways. So coming into this round, Tyler Shade had the lead in points by one point. Only one on... Cody Myers. Well, somebody had a mechanical issue and handed Cody Myers the point, the points lead back. Tyler did not make the call at all. So rumor has it a mechanical issue that gave the lead at the end of the day back to Myers. But this is the fun one. The Davis Motorsports ride, Darth Vader, Dominic Benitez, the 911. He just was back East running with mid America. He's been doing a lot of big stuff lately. There, there was a little uh, little playful shenanigans going on between him and Wyatt Blevins. And I have to admit, as much as I do pick on Wyatt, I call him a tough guy because he's very short-winded when he gets on the podium. The best I've seen Wyatt drive, period. The dude's coming alive. He's got a wicked car. 
but Dom broke the track record again. Like he already had it. He broke his own record. It's somewhere in like a 47 seconds. He ended up telling me he reposted it on Instagram earlier today just because, and I'm like, that is definitely something to be proud of. But Dom had to actually work because Wyatt made him work. So there's a little playful rivalry popping up between Dom and Wyatt. This will be entertaining to see where this goes going into your last two rounds as well, especially if it starts out where Cody Myers can pull a good pill in the first heat and keep these kids behind him. If anybody can, it's Cody. That YXZ has hips. We'll just put it like that. And Cody can drive. I mean, years of wingless sprint car experience, you should be able to drive. That's for sure. And he darn sure does it. So at the end of the day, Dominic Benitez got the money. Wyatt Blevins took home second and Cody Myers took home third, which by the way, the YXZ gang. So I'm going to talk to you YXZ guys. Brendan Cook, his car's at TCS suspension. Ryan Maddox, motor's getting rebuilt. And I heard a very entertaining rumor about someone we haven't seen in a very long time. All I can say is, for those that know, him and I share the same name. I don't know when we'll see him again, but he got off an excavator, and we should be seeing him soon. I'll just leave it there. Thousand Turbo Sportsman, the rate of attrition in this class has been unbelievable because this was the biggest we've ever seen this class, and it literally came down to three because everybody is either breaking, broken, or in Kevin Rivera's case at a wedding. So, which I'll get to some funny stuff about Rivera here in a minute. Uh, basically, the whole season, rookies, flips, chaos, all seven or over seven rounds has left three drivers right now. And Hunter Golden, your champ from last year, he's kept his nose clean. He stayed out of trouble. And it really worked out toward the end. But how about Travis Bertu? Travis Bertu, rookie driver, very well-built car, it the poor guy it took him seven rounds to realize i don't have four-wheel drive i'm watching this razor look like it's on ice skates and i'm like something's wrong but me i'm an announcer i'm not a mechanic on utvs at all but i'm like something's wrong they finally figured it out liddy power sports is going to get that thing put together when it's got four-wheel drive part two can drive don't count him out at the end and then kevin rivera phoned this one in and I got to give him an extra hard time. Hopefully he does listen to this one. He was a best man in one of his buddy's weddings. Wasn't able to make it. So he had to call in a backup driver. Not just any backup driver. How about Brian Benitez? I see this guy set down his pack of Marlboro Reds, put a helmet on and put and squeeze himself into a fire suit. And I go, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, Taco's backup driver. What? And then sure enough, he gets in Taco's Can-Am, or at least what's left of it. When I say Taco, the poor guy has flipped his car almost every single race this year. Somehow came into this round's maintaining your points lead. We'll see how the math plays out when things are done. Turbo Sportsman, Hunter Golden stayed out of trouble, got your win. Travis Bertie took home second, and Kevin Rivera's backup driver took home third. Thousand Pro Turbo, this, when we can get the right people, and if everybody's healthy, 
everybody's in town, everybody's cars running right. This could be the class coming into your final two rounds that will just blow everybody's mind. When I say healthy, Chase Hill decides I'm not going to sit on a couch anymore with my broken foot. And it's a little more comfortable to be in a race car and a little more fun. So he gets off a couch with a broken foot, with a broken foot, gets back in his car, driving like he's never broken anything before ever. So the school bus reappeared at E Street, and it's always a fun boxing match between him and Mason Myers. Unfortunately, Buck Hagren didn't make the call for the main event, tipped it over on its side, broke some stuff in a heat race. Watch the number 36 of Hagren. And I've said this before, and I'll definitely keep saying this as long as I'm an announcer. Pay attention to that car. Not only because it's got that wicked awesome looking wrap, but Buck is studying that car. Buck is fine tuning that car. Buck did the cage. He did the sheet metal work, but he's also fine tuning that. Every time I see it, it sprouts some other new part or something changes, some setup changes. He's not slow. Not slow at all. And he's got his hands full with guys like Mason Myers and Chase Hill. Next season, I I will throw it out right now. I'm going to put it up against the wall. I'm going to pull Steve Mathis. I'm willing to bet you Buck Hayren will have that enough R&D done in that car. When we get bigger classes, Buck's going to definitely not be a slouch. Buck will be up front. You wait and see. So as far as the wrestling match between Mason and Chase, Chase's car, mechanical snafus here and there, kept it running. Either that or he played cat and mouse with Mason, one or the other. Uh, Mason took home the win. Chase took home second. And now what I always have called the main event of main events. That's right. Round two of the women's triple crown. Uh, this is just, it's been so rad. Take everybody's wives, girlfriends, sisters, cousins, daughters, friends, whatever. Give them a fire suit. Put them in a car. It doesn't even have to be a race car. We have two four-seaters that show up. Two of them. We have two four-seaters. We got stock cars. We got borrowed race cars. We've got all sorts of fun stuff. This has been not only the most fun for the ladies, but one of the most entertaining things I've ever called. Specifically because you've got people like Tori Van Ruckel. That's right. Jesse's wife. Motocross background. So she kind of has an idea. But I'm willing to bet you has only been in that car. If I recall about four, maybe five times ever. And then you've got Cheyenne Myers, who if you look at the title for the Can-Am, the 703 Can-Am, it actually is titled to Cheyenne. But, you know, she lets Mason drive it. So she hops in this thing. She's no slouch. The girl has a heavy right foot. Morgan Myers hops in Cody's ride. It's just so much fun. But what blew me away last race was Mama Shark, Regina Vincent, in a roughly stock, I'm going to say pretty stock Can-Am four-seater, sending the step up. You're jumping something that's about the length of a, of a limousine up a step up that I I don't know how big it is, but it's not small. And she's running with Tori ended up getting a heck of a start. She pulled the right pill. 
and she was checked out while the rest of the women were having one heck of a cat fight right behind her. Shiana Myers ended up jumping out in second, trying to run down Tori. Time was running out. Tori was maintaining the lead, but let's just say Shiana was on her way. That is for sure. Unfortunately, Morgan didn't land on the podium this time, but it's fine. We have one more round left. Well, I guess that was good timing as far as my uh, recording going out, simply due to the fact that I can only record a half hour with Spotify for podcasters. Well, that will wrap it up for round seven, round eight and nine. Going to be October 14th and 15th coming up rather quick. I say rather quick because it will be here before we know it. We got some cool stuff in the works because last year we did a Halloween costume contest. We're going to do it again this year. Uh, I, If we can get enough uh, parents slash adults in it, we'll probably do something for those guys too. We're going to work on some cool stuff for you guys for that. We have a couple other little concepts in the works that we need to finalize just to make that whole weekend a lot more fun. Uh, it'll be a party. It was a party last year. I'm going to be there all weekend, and uh, so will my other half. You guys are way too much fun to hang out with, that is for sure. And if you don't know me well enough, I absolutely live for this. So that all being said as well, November 18th, like I said, it's at the 530 Event Center. That will be our banquet. Last year, if you were able to make it, it was a party, to say the least. Ask Cody Myers about how much of a party it was. <laughs> or Cody Vanderveer, but Vanderveer went on to Wheelie Harley, so I digress. Anyway, guys, my name is Ian McAdam. Thank you very much for, once again, to the 170 parents for absolutely spoiling me for my birthday. Thank you, everybody, for showing up for round 7, round 8, and 9, October 14th and 15th. Let's make it wild. And I will see you guys at the races.